so that the next 15 minutes that you're with me all we do is talk about that topic so let me just light up this joint quick story I've moved into a new apartment. It's been a while. And one of the first things that I noticed in this apartment when I moved in was a basketball court. And something about it, I don't know, something about it just the visual of me someday going into that basketball court and doing layups. I think that kind of a vision was just stuck in my head. And it's been 4 months, 5 4 months that I've been in this apartment, 3 4 months. And because of the coronavirus lockdown situation, the gym, the basketball court were closed until last month. so it's only very recently that the court has opened up kids are playing there is access and now even i i'm absolutely motivated to shoot some hoops all these days i've been pondering you know that what do i do how do i get myself into this into this sport how do i start practicing what do i do should i just get a ball google some layups but i know if i do that i will not get serious at this sport i will not get serious at picking this up doing it continuously spontaneously so i said to myself i'll get a coach and i'll train with this coach and I want to learn from this coach most importantly you know I want to be a one on one session with this coach because I've realized that I'm someone who benefits more from one on one sessions as opposed to putting up a course online and expecting me to follow it or even group classes so I've been telling myself I'll find a basketball coach or i'll figure out a way to do it one on one with someone maybe a friend of mine maybe by i don't know i was waiting for chance and just a while back i went online and i looked for basketball coaches on urban club didn't find any really bummed out I went on Suleika went on Just Dial went on 
put me in touch didn't get anything so really bummed out and then i don't know why i just decided to go to google and type basketball coach on a rently basis and the first thing that opens up is a google search with a map location on the right you've seen how the google google now shows its search results and in that map there is a pinpointed location which is less than 5 minutes walking distance away from my apartment and i was like what <laughs> so i go and i it's 10:15 in the night there was a number thought maybe it's too late to call but i'm like it's sunday night a lot of people usually don't sleep early on a sunday night friday night i can understand saturday night i can understand again go out to my balcony where there's network and i call up the number first time someone says hello i answer back and the network goes out i'm not able to hear anything i hang up and i'm like shit probably wrong number then i call up again takes a while for the person to receive my call i'm assuming he thought i was like a spam or something but he picks up nonetheless and he goes yellow now when you listen to an american guy talk over the phone and you listen to an indian guy who's lived in america and now has the american accent talk on the phone you'll know which is what doesn't matter i have i've met this one indian guy who's born and brought up in the states for 3 4 generations uh their family i mean and he, even his accent if you close your eyes you'll be like okay it's an american guy talking to me but certain enunciations because they are inspired by hindi or maybe you know the grandparents still speak in hindi or something they still have those certain words like the th the th things like that you know which in american grammar you don't have th you have the things like that so but then when you listen to an american speak you know it's an american so the yellow i was like wow this sounds oddly american for some reason and i start speaking i'm like hi i just wanted to check if this is all star basketball and he's like yes it is again a very very oddly american accent i'm like wait a second did i call the american number or something <laughs> by any chance because even the name of the organization is all star basketball very american and anyways mm. so i continue the conversation i tell him hey i live in salarpur yasat a gold summit and he's like yeah i know it's 5 minutes away and i tell him hey dude we have a basketball court i've been wanting to learn the sport i have no guidance 
you think you have a coach or something you can help me out with a financial plan do you have anything in mind and he's like see how old are you i said i'm 25 he says perfect we have a bunch of guys in our sessions already who are in between being a pro and being an amateur so why don't you come tomorrow 7 am this conversation happened like 15 minutes back so why don't you come tomorrow 7 am and do an online class i mean do a class with me and then after that you can decide if you want to join for a course it's thrice a week 7 to 8 so and so so and so now i was like okay that reminds me i've got to set the alarm or i'm going to forget Yep. So now that happens. It was me for the last one month since the basketball court opened in my apartment, delaying making this happen. Tonight, I was like, I can't wait anymore. I've got to make it happen, and I make it happen. And what chance that it's five minutes walking from my home. and I, i there's this one thing when it comes to me learning something i will never want something that's cheap or affordable if i have to learn something i will only go for the best that's out there the best person the best organization who can teach me no matter what i have to pay so um, again i'm not saying that indian athletes don't know basketball or american athletes know basketball better but it's obvious that basketball is a more predominantly american thing it's a more predominantly american sport something that's more predominantly american and integrated into their high school lifestyle kids have a choice of you know going between football basketball uh, basketball or baseball into their pro careers if they want to pursue a pro college sports career anyways that's not the point i'm not getting into indian and american culture but what i'm coming from is that the very fact that so many factors aligned for me tonight the fact that this guy i found something near my house something that i'm again still assuming that the person who i spoke to is american because on their website they speak about how it's an american inspired thing etc etc So yeah that's two things and the third thing that I can start tomorrow itself the fourth thing that it is a little affordable the fifth thing that the comfort of it being right next to my house I think I repeated this point before but the comfort of it being right next to my house and it's not like I live in a very metropolitan part of the city I live slightly on the outskirts near the um, Hennur Decathlon and decathlons are usually slightly outside on the outskirts of the city so yeah the what, what i was coming down to is all of these different parameters aligning themselves for me and what i think personally think is at play here 
I'm not a believer of God as it is in religion. I'm not a believer of destiny as it is in popular literature. I'm not a believer of you know like luck, fortune, fate. But I am a believer of divinity and divine intervention and moments of divine reflection. Divinity is something I I hundred percent believe in. Like, if you are strongly connected to your divine source, whether you believe in a god, an angel, aliens, fifth dimensional beings, six dimensional Anunnakis. whether you believe in yourself as a particles that have condensed themselves into energy but you are a manifestation of a higher power whether you believe in yourself as um an alien incarnate on this planet whether you see yourself as star child or no matter what as long as you have this belief in the divine i honestly believe that the divine will have a strong effect in your life and the choices that you make a lot of movies bollywood movies etc will i mean hollywood movies will position themselves you know like a guardian angel but i honestly just believe it's just divinity that in moments of divine triumph in moments of triumph or in moments just before triumph often divine intervention does happen or at least i will not speak for anyone else except myself it's very easy to downplay it as coincidence very easy you can say it's just coincidence that it happened but when you look at or when i look at how certain key moments of my life or moments of my life that i or my ego or my projection considers as very key moments in its development these moments were almost all guided by an action of divine interference i'll give you an example one of the first moments of my red pill moment you know like if you watch the matrix neo's first apparent red pill moment was when he wakes up in front of the computer and the computer says follow the white rabbit and his client or customer comes to the door and there's a lady with the white rabbit on her neck or chest i don't remember what it was and he says yeah i'll come to the club and he i think meets trinity in that club or if you have to um like if i'm reading berserk right now and berserk explores this concept of causality things have to happen as they have to happen and individual actions can only alter it to a certain extent that's why the whole perpetual fight of guts against the brand that he's been marked with and his eventual fight with death to the apostles anyways another moment of extreme divine intervention in my life my first red pill moment was when i went to gokarna 
but how i went to gokarna was um, i was part of a band a metal sludge metal sludge doom band we were quite good and i used to consider myself as a hardcore metalhead at that point of time like my identity was defined as a rebellious metalhead kind of a thing so at the end of this one gig uh, we finished the gig i'm kind of drunk we are high we're all cosfaded and as we enter exit the garage we used to perform in in the garage of a music store which is like an underground garage <laughs> it's known as garage jam literally so at the end of this one performance we come out and i remember seeing outside the music store when it was all shut these two kids i'm guessing they would be like 8 9 10 years old and their grandparent or someone who i presume would be that because they were of that age they're playing tash or cards they're gambling and i'm someone who for me i don't see people as like beggars or inferiors or superiors both ways i don't see anyone as superior i don't see anyone as an inferior that's another topic but i'll get to how i live about that but anyways i want to like just chill with these kids cuz for me 11 o'clock 12 o'clock in the night two young kids are out playing tash me at that age i didn't have that kind of balls i mean my parents wouldn't let me go out after 9 10 but i would still go out out sneak out and stuff so that rebellious metal thing is what i associate with metal and i found those kids to be very metal so my gang is walking ahead i leave them and i start playing with the kids and i'm like yeah just let's play kill the hair type i remember my band is calling me guy anyway i don't hang out with them da not these people not these kind of people and i look over at them and i'm like aren't we supposed to be metal heads aren't we supposed to be beyond the whole class system this inferior superior thing i mean it was the end of the day the poorest working class who invented metal the the toilet cleaners the the garbage cleaners the construction guys they made metal so who are we to act so high and mighty not to hang out with these people and all of these things happened as a divine reflection according to me i mean that was one of the first days that i started questioning you know like why is it why are things like this why can't it be like that why is everything so fake why is everything so plastic why is everything so sold out why aren't things true why do people do things to sell out and you know i i started that i don't think of myself as a metal head only anymore i mean i still remember 2019 bangalore open air when these guys came uh, fuck achintya is going to kill me for this extol uh, extol came not extol sorry sorry alcest came an obituary i think came when i fuck i can't remember 
एनीवेज या ब्रूटल टेक डेथ आई एम ऑन एसिड वेरिंग अ पिंक कलर टी शर्ट इन द मिडल ऑफ द मॉशपेट स्क्रीमिंग एट द मेटल हेड्स कम बीट मी अप एंड एब्सोलूटली नो बडी इज मॉशिंग पीपल आर लाइक यू नो लाइक दिस कम पुश इच अदर वॉक अवे एंड लाइक डू दिस इज नॉट फॉकिंग मेटल आई एम नॉट ड्रेस्ड अप इन वॉट मेटल हेड रूड से मेटल हेड नीड्स टू ड्रेस अप इन But I'm more metal than anyone out there. At least at that point of time, I felt that. So that was the end of me thinking, "Ah, oh, yeah, metal is all bullshit. All this wearing a black T-shirt. I mean, I can be a metal head, but bigger metal head than you, wearing a suit and tie, and having my hair trimmed down to an army cut, no beard on my face. So just things like that, you know, like the the visual side of it. And I think. how the stars aligned for me that night i booked my ticket immediately after that to gokarna that night that bus like i reached anandrao circle at 9:15 the bus was at 9:30 9:15 i go to like this building outside anandrao circle and i smoke a joint alone and this security guard comes walking down to me i'm like i'm screwed he like come give me some weed i give him the weed he was so fuck Can hi at that point of time. I still remember he's zoning out. He walks off and stuff, and he salutes me when I leave. Insane. So next day I'm in Gokarna. Anyways, that's another story of what happened there. But it was the first time I encountered divi- divinity, and I didn't. It's it's not like in that moment I knew that there was divinity at play. It was only after years of reflection. That I realized, holy fuck, it's been divinity at play all this while. And not just with Gokarna, like the job that I'm doing right now, the boss that I'm working with is probably one of the only human beings that I have met who I think is better than me. To be honest, and when I say better than me, I don't mean materialistically, like has more money, has a bigger house, not that, but as a human being. I aspire to be a king knowing I'm not a king today the person I work with is already a king that's what I mean to say and how I met him I just lost my job at this startup really fucking depressed in my life 2 months Two months of no work, two months or one month—I don't remember. One month of no work. And I told myself I'm never gonna work again. This world is bullshit. People are bullshit. Fuck them. I was answering no calls. I was definitely not answering calls from unknown numbers. Not even my friends. Twenty days go by. Th- 15 20 days go by and one day i'm on my bed using my phone and a number calls me a no number i'm like okay i don't want to pick this and i don't the number calls me back pick it up 
Hi, my name is Anam. I'm calling from a so-and-so recruitment company. Um, I hear you're interested in a senior copywriter role. I say no, Anam. I'm not looking for a job right now. And then Anam says, "But you have a really good profile. I mean, you. Sh- I mean, are you currently hired?" I said, "No, Anam. I've just lost my job." And then, you know, we have a little bit of a banter to and fro, and then I tell her, you know, like, fuck this shit, I don't believe in agencies, I don't believe in marketing, I think it's just two fancy words you put on your website, my vision statement, my mission statement, but nobody really lives through to that. So This lady, Anam, she tells me, you know what, just go and meet this person, Idris, just go and meet him, it's not a job interview or anything, just go and meet him. I said, no, Anam, yeah, it's a waste of time, not happening. She's like, just, Anwar, listen. Just go and meet him. I said, okay. So she sets up an interview. I go meet him. And today it's, I think, what, nine or ten months in that agency. <laughs> And I would personally consider myself as a under the tutelage of Idris. I think I consider him as a life mentor. I wouldn't say that he spoon feeds me or babysits me or anything like that. He's really hard on my ass. But when I need guidance, he's one phone call away. Personal, professional, doesn't matter. He's always there. Even the... And the life that I have right now, I mean, the kind of mental state, the kind of happiness, the kind of introspection, the kind of freedom, the kind of growth that I've seen in myself. I'm a creative director today. I'm probably pitching to CXOs, CEOs who five years back when I started this career, I'm like, no, I don't I don't think I'm ever going to be pitching to a boardroom, the board members of a 4,000 crore company. But I did multiple times <laughs> in Bombay, in Bangalore, even I think took two clients in Singapore, one in Dubai, I don't remember, fuck that. All thanks to the freedom, the space, the kind of freedom and space that Idris has given me, the kind of freedom to choose my own accountability and the kind of space to grow myself the way I want to in his organization, he's given me that. And it was all of these things that I have right now wouldn't have happened if I didn't pick up that second phone call of Anam. And I'm not fucking around. That was the only phone call I'd picked up in 25, 20, 15, 20 days. And I believe that was divinity at play again. My guardian angel, my divine spirit, my ancestors, my gods, my whoever that is, whoever, I'm pretty sure you're the one listening to me right now and telling me, motherfucker, I'm always there for you. We're always there for you. So yeah, today I just wanted to talk about 
this whole divinity thing on my belief with divinity and how much i don't think it's coincidence but rather something much greater there are magical divine powers at play out there which we only get to see a glimpse of in our lives and the more we open ourselves to it the more it opens itself to us now again this is not me saying that you become a ceo because your divine power makes you a ceo but no the divine power opens up certain doors for you unlocks them but at the end of the day it's up to you to make the effort so it's like it's like i like to tell this as an example like the divine powers will make sure that the dice comes in your hand and it will make do its best to make sure that the dice rolls out in the number you want it to roll out but at the end of the day you have to roll the dice you have to shake it in the clasp of your palms you have to roll it out you have to take that effort so yeah tonight i hope was an equally divine night for you i mean if at any point of time you feel like you were meant to listen to this podcast then let me tell you that's your divinity at play i have billions of stories like this about divine things that i can simply say it's just coincidence but it's not it's these astral metaphysical intangible con- constructs that are at play here of which i am just another variable in the equation so yeah thank you to all of you all for listening to me tonight i hope it was a pleasurable podcast and i look forward to you joining me again once more this is your host anvay pramanik signing off good night